Welcome to Copyright Clearance in this podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, March 2nd, 2018. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, who joins me today from PW's New York offices. Welcome back, Andrew. Greetings, Chris. So libraries are back in the spotlight this week, Andrew, as you have a preview in Monday's PW on what awaits them in Philadelphia ahead of the 2018 Public Library Association conference that's set for March 20th through the 24th. Tell us about that. That's right. There's a packed issue on Monday to preview the upcoming PLA meeting in Philly. The Public Library Association meeting is held every two years. And as many of our listeners probably know, it's really become one of the most popular meetings for librarians. It has a reputation for really strong programming and great speakers. And this year's show is certainly setting up to be a great one. Indeed, the featured speakers are bold-faced names from the worlds of politics, business, and the law. Yeah, so right off the bat, the opening speaker is going to generate a lot of attention. It's former Assistant Attorney General Sally Yates, who will deliver the conference's opening keynote. Now, Yates, of course, shot to national prominence as a symbol of resistance after she was fired by Donald Trump for refusing to enforce his administration's travel ban. And, of course, she's the lawyer who first informed the White House that then-National Security Advisor Michael Flynn was compromised and potentially vulnerable to blackmail, though something tells me people in the White House probably knew that already. Pretty newsy, and it should be pretty fun to watch Trump's Twitter feed after this speech. Also on the agenda is best-selling author Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, who has since gone on to become a leading motivational speaker. Another motivational speaker will be Steve Pemberton, who's a corporate executive whose best-selling memoir, A Chance in the World, recounts his incredible life journey. He overcame abuse and neglect as an orphan in foster care uh, to become a a world-renowned corporate executive and motivational speaker. Tim Wu, the acclaimed author of The Master Switch, The Rise and Fall of Information Empires, uh, is also going to be on the agenda. Tim is perhaps best known for developing the theory of net neutrality, the principles of which were formally adopted in 2015 by the FCC under the Obama administration and repealed in December of last year by the FCC under uh, the Trump administration, despite an overwhelming public outcry uh, and the outcry of the library community. And the show closes with a keynote from Hassan Minaj. Uh, Minaj, of course, made his television debut in 2014 as a correspondent on the award-winning Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Uh, and last April, he hosted the annual White House Correspondents Association dinner. And I know librarians that I talk to are really looking forward to his, uh, his speech. Well, that's the main stage action, but the real action at any conference always takes place in meeting rooms and in halls, of course, where issues get debated ardently, and the PLA conference should have no shortage of naughty issues facing librarians. Tell us what we can expect there. Yeah, like the fortune cookie says, uh, really interesting times for librarians, both in the culture at large and within their professional ranks. Uh, Most notably, the Trump administration has again proposed eliminating all federal library support, uh, and that includes closing the Institute of Museum and Library Service and library leaders tell me that they think they're going to be okay for the 2018 fiscal year. Uh, There was a grassroots effort that really drummed up a lot of support in Congress for, for supporting library funding. But after that, It's really up in the air. And the budget questions are going to be exacerbated in 2019 and beyond by the recent tax cuts. So, you know, put simply, those tax cuts are sapping the Treasury, and that's really going to mean less money will flow down to the states and municipalities, which is, of course, where libraries draw pretty much all of their support, the great, the bulk of their support at least. So, this is a really tough needle for libraries to thread, uh, as a lot of communities in the coming years with lower federal revenues are going to be forced to make some really tough choices. 
especially when it comes to uh, states and locales with high local taxes. Of course, the political tensions extend well beyond funding issues. Uh, there's issues like net neutrality, which I'm sure Tim Wu will speak to in Philadelphia. There's education policy and, of course, the administration's ongoing assaults on the free press and some of the profession's core values like diversity and equity of access and inclusiveness and information literacy. And you know, this year's professional program is really jam-packed with programs on a number of these topics, including helping immigrants, helping people of low-income communities and helping people navigate these really politically turbulent times, whether that's you know dealing with a fake news problem or the attacks on some of our public institutions. And a topic that's actually very hot in libraries and very important to libraries right now uh, and in the nation, and that's guns and gun violence. When Beyond the Book returns, PW's Andrew Albany shares with us the highlights of his interview with Parkland Public Library Director Joe Green. I'm Christopher Keneally with Copyright Clearance Center's Beyond the Book. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at publishersweekly.com slash pwradio. I'm Christopher Keneally for CCC's Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. It's Friday, March 2nd, 2018. The Valentine's Day school shooting in Parkland, Florida, which killed 14 students and three educators, has once again turned the nation's attention to addressing gun violence, Andrew. And in Monday's issue, you note that librarians are more than just interested observers in that debate. Absolutely. Librarians are very, very invested in the gun debate and in a few ways. One is over the last year and at this year's ALA Midwinter meeting on the president's program, there's been a debate about whether libraries should be neutral, whether they can actually take positions in their communities. And most obviously, you know, that comes up when we have issues like, can the local Nazi group reserve the meeting room, right? That's mostly how that issue has been framed for the public in many ways. But guns are certainly going to be another test of library neutrality. You know, and for the last three summers, guns have actually loomed very large over the library community. Uh, it was just last summer, on August 28, 2017, that a 16-year-old local student entered the Clovis Carver Public Library in downtown Clovis, New Mexico, and opened fire. Uh, circulation assistant Wanda Walters, a youth services librarian named Christina Carter, were both killed. Another circulation assistant, Jessica Thron, was wounded, and four patrons were also killed as well. The emotionally troubled shooter was a sophomore in the local high school. He told investigators that he'd been thinking bad things for a while, but he just couldn't tell anyone, including the pastor at his local church where he was a regular attendee. And in fact, he was dating the pastor's daughter. In 2015, a librarian, Cynthia Hurd, was one of nine parishioners that was murdered by 21-year-old Dylan Roof in that awful shooting at a local church during a prayer group. Uh, and in 2016, ALA members did community service and held a moving tribute at the ALA annual conference in Orlando, Florida for the victims of the shocking massacre there at the Pulse nightclub just two weeks before the conference started. Uh, one of the attendees there was Georgia Congressman Civil Rights Leader John Lewis. He was on hand for the ALA's memorial service in Orlando uh, just hours after ending a sit-in on Capitol Hill. I don't know if our listeners will remember that, 
was an unprecedented protest at the time over Congress's inability to pass common-sense gun control measures, and it seems now largely forgotten, right? It's less than two years later, and that unprecedented protest now seems to have faded from most people's memories. But I remember very clearly Lewis telling librarians in a talk there that they had a moral obligation to speak out in the face of great injustice. So six months later, at the midwinter meeting, the 2017 midwinter meeting in Atlanta, the ALA Council actually passed a resolution on gun violence. Of course, in 2018, mass shootings were made a plague in our country, unique to our country, actually. But something really feels different this time, and it's those students in Parkland, those amazing kids. And I wonder if the students of Parkland, after this tragic shooting, are finally going to be able to help usher in reforms. Can these amazing kids finally make something happen. So, you know, I reached out and I talked to a few librarians and, you know, I asked them what was going on, what they thought about all this stuff. And first and foremost, every librarian I spoke to said they fervently believed that they did not believe the solution to gun violence is more guns. Indeed, it's not at all reasonable to expect a librarian or a teacher, for that matter, to jump over the reference desk like Rambo with the crack of live ammo and, you know, swing into hero mode. So what can librarians do? Well, use what they have at their disposal to to help these kids in Parkland push for common sense gun laws. Use their knowledge, use their resources in their collections, and of course, use their meeting rooms where they can host discussions in their communities. Well, your effort in reaching out to librarians included one who is struggling directly with the aftermath of such violence, the public librarian in Parkland, Florida. Yeah, that's right. I had an interview with Parkland Public Library Director Joe Green, who spoke about how he's trying to support his shattered community. And Green told me about those amazing kids in Parkland Scary smart, he says. He just couldn't say enough about how smart these kids are there and the tight-knit, really fast-growing community that is Parkland, uh, which he said is very much like Newtown, Connecticut, where, of course, the Sandy Hook shooting happened in 2013. Uh, He told me how the library is trying to serve as a community and support center. Uh, We talked about how you just never think something like this is going to happen in your community, and especially not in a community like Parkland. It was really a heartbreaking conversation to have, I have to admit. But he also spoke about the inspiring activism of these kids who really are determined to see that their friends' deaths lead to some kind of positive change. And there's two other things I'll call out about the Parkland shooting. And the first is that it regards another librarian, actually, which is the school librarian at Parkland High, who immediately herded 50 students into a media room and locked the door, uh, saving lives. And the reason that she knew what to do, because her close friend was the school librarian at Sandy Hook. And what a sad commentary that is about our country. What are the odds that two close friends in two different parts of the country have to endure the same kind of tragedy in their school libraries. Those odds should be infinitesimal, but here we are. And and finally, I asked Joe Green what those kids in Parkland, what the, the community of Parkland would like to see from the rest of the country. You know, if we really want to support Parkland, what would he what could we do for them? And he didn't hesitate. If people around the country called or wrote their legislators to push for common sense gun reforms, that would honor the memory of the kids killed there, he said, and it would really show his community that we're standing with them. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer, thanks for sharing with Beyond the Book listeners this week's Book World News particularly from the library community. My pleasure, as always. Coming next on Beyond the Book, scholarly publishing in the last few years has acquired a healthy appetite for collecting data that reveal the buying and reading habits of us, its customers. Yet publishers rarely collect data on themselves. 
The independent nonprofit Workplace Equity Project, known by its abbreviation WE, is trying to change that with an online survey on how well publishers and related organizations address equity and diversity issues. WE co-founder Susan Spilka expects the survey will find imbalances, but she hopes to gain insights for addressing them. It's pretty well known that our industry has a majority female workforce, male-dominated leadership, and a striking lack of ethnic diversity. Studies show that around 60% of the workforce is female, over 85% is white, and 60% of the leadership is male. I think the WE survey is going to find that the imbalances persist. We hope to gain some insight into why and identify some of what's reinforcing the status quo. The Workplace Equity Project surveys scholarly publishing, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries, Rights Direct and Nexus, drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. Mm-hmm.